you know, just the other day, I was listening to music on my computer, and I, for some obscure, I have no idea why from the time, uh, reason, I was listening to the music that I have purchased from iTunes at one point or another. I think I must have downloaded something. I wanted to listen to it and accidentally put it onto random and then left it there because that was apparently a very interesting collection of music to just listen to and let play through and was kind of indicative of more recent years because some of my music goes back to my teenage days. You know, bought on CD, uploaded to the computer, and there I was doing God knows what, playing around in the dining room, who knows. And that song came on, Pennies in the Well, the full thing. I don't remember the last time I listened to the actual whole track. But I also don't remember at that point when was the last time I'd actually heard the intro. I mean, I've, I've heard it a couple of times um, when I was trying dismally to make that one episode that would not record for the life of me. And huh, it was it was interesting because many times when I've recorded, I, I put in the intro song, but I don't necessarily listen to it. And I listened to that whole song that day. And I remember the feeling when it hit me that I was going to do this podcast. And it was a good feeling. And there is so much emotion tied up with the music of that particular song. When I hear it, I get this kind of amazing, abysmally witch feeling, uh, which means nothing probably to the rest of you. But to me, it does. It's when I feel really deep into my my witchness and my magicness and my, my raison d'etre my my purpose my great work my my service I don't know you name it I feel it so that was what was going through me when I heard the intro to that song and I hope for those of you who've heard many of these before that you hear it at this point after such a long long break with that same feeling of just kind of meeting up with an old friend that you haven't seen for a long time and it just feels good and makes you smile and makes you not wait to want to get that cup of whatever it is that you're going to drink in your hands so that you can just start reminiscing and going, oh yeah, this feels good. I've missed this. And that is the much ado that I had before saying merry meet and welcome to episode 38 of Pennies in the Well. And I am your host, Saturn Dark Hope, and I am very pleased to be coming to you from the wingback chair that is in my living room that currently has a cat trying desperately, you've no idea, my God, it's so tragic, to get my attention because, you know, heaven forbid I should pay attention to anyone but him. And why do I mention this? Because, honey, I'm paying attention to you right now because you're what's important. And by honey, I meant you listening, not my cat. I don't usually call him honey. Many curse words, but usually not honey. Love words too, of course, because we should always love with our curses. I don't know where to take that, but I do know that we're going to head straight into a body divine segment because that is what inspired me to, uh, to open up this computer today, to sit down and to chat with you, my, my farthest reaching friends in probably so many ways I don't even realize. Uh, it's very good to talk with you. I want to die. I want some You better get the best of me. Body divine. 
<laughs> okay, that is one messed up segment introduction. I I should redo that because that's just crappy. Uh, but not tonight. Because if I did it tonight, you would never hear the rest of what I had to say, and that would be that would be sad. I wouldn't want that. So. Now that I have a few minutes of actual awake time and energy time, because I've been going through adrenal fatigue, so good God, I have no energy. I see about, I'm up to nine to 10 good hours a day. And I mean, total from the time that you get started till the time your body goes, I'm sorry, you're done for the day. Uh, yeah. And I get to spend, I get to spend time with you. Seriously, you've no idea how excited I am. Actually, you can probably tell because I'm babbling like a freaking idiot. So why don't I get to the point? And the point is uh, an interesting train of thought that I was having that I'm going to share with you so that you can take it back to your brains and consider whether or not you consider this an interesting train of thought that leads to interesting places. So no shit, there I was. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure where I was. I think I might have been in the bathroom. And while stories shouldn't begin with I was in the bathroom as a general rule, I guess that's where this one's going to start. So I was in the bathroom. And I was contemplating life, the universe, and sex. And I was actually thinking about how we, how we go about sex. Um, there was some phrase in my head at the time. I have no idea right this moment what it was. But it was in regards to, oh, I think it was my plans for the evening. That I was going to watch a movie and I was going to have sex and... And I was going to probably have hot chocolate made properly. Thank you very much. Heated milk on the stove with the uh, cocoa added. Which isn't to say that instant isn't wonderful because God knows that I have done that most of my entire life. This whole heated milk towards hot chocolate thing is totally brand new. But really seriously awesome. Oh my God, that is the way to do it. Uh, I digress. But to really good hot chocolate. So I hope you forgive me. Righto. So I was thinking about these things that I was going to do tonight. And I was, I was intrigued by the fact that I had in my litany said that I was going to watch a movie and I was going to have sex. Because it's not like there's anybody here. As all alone, there's no one here beside me. Well, except for three cats, two snakes, a bunch of worms, red wrigglers near my compost bin, um, and some bubbling mead, which technically I think the yeast counts as living, doesn't it? In a certain twisty kind of way. Anyhow, it's just me. It's not like I'm having sex with someone. And usually, you know, we think about sex, the word to me has kind of a partner or a group. <laughs> quality to it. I don't usually think of sex in regards to masturbation. And then I realized that, and then I was thinking about, about sex and that, you know, what kind of sex was I having with myself? I wasn't having long drawn out, you know, love sessions, shall we say, when it comes to myself. I'm usually more, you know, hot, heavy, get it in, get it, get it done, get what you want. And then I stepped back and went, well, that's interesting. You know, I don't really have much of a sexual relationship with my body if all I'm doing is, okay, get in, get off. Thanks. That was awesome. It feels good to get off. I'm done. And I'm sure that many of you have much better relationships with your bodies. But uh, as a victim of, uh, shall we say, sexual abuse from when I was very young, 
I have a few issues in regards to sex. So I know some of you are probably with this, will, will be familiar with this road of conversation that I'm taking. Some of you may not be more power to you if you are not familiar with this road, if you're familiar with it and you have, have uh, kind of mastered it already. High five and I'm totally open to any tips that you have. So anyhow, I was thinking on how my sexual relations with myself sometimes it's gotten better uh have interest to them um and most of the time though that it's this just kind of quick and dirty just very practical get it done it's like being <laughs> in a really long-term marriage with yourself and treating sex as not precisely a chore but can we just get to the good part at the end right screw this whole you know uh, foreplay thing there's no foreplay with me for myself foreplay however with a partner hell yeah bring it on i want to be made into the mood thank you very much but with myself do i spend a lot of time in the foreplay land historically no though that's been changing and that kind of goes down to the land of well why not you know it'd be nice to have if i, I would like to characterize my sexual relationship with myself as you know perhaps oftentimes that heavy hitty up a heaven hot and heavy bleh, up against the wall sacks the you just got home can't wait to throw off your clothes have sex and and then go oh fuck me that was glorious right dinner okay i'm on that um and that's that, that's pretty good i'm good with that that's pretty hot but wouldn't it be kind of cool to throw in you know more of a relationship that was shall we say hmm, seductive when was the last time you got seductive with yourself? And this could be particularly interesting for those of you who have live-in partners and, you know, you have someone to do that for you. But when was, I bet it's been even longer than for you, potentially, or maybe not. Maybe it's just those of us who have issues. But when really was the last time that you got seductive with your own sexual body? When was the last time that you wooed yourself with an evening of mm, sensual massage or a beautiful, long, hot bath with the right kind of, I don't know, maybe you like Epsom salts, maybe you like bath bombs, maybe you like a few essential oils, maybe you're just into long, hot, steamy showers where you play with yourself. Ha! And this podcast is rated X or R or you know what I mean. It's X rated. It's got an R, so I can say what I want. I'm explicit, baby. And this might get a little porny sounding, but part of the purpose of the shift of voice is to get across the point of feeling that way. When was the last time that you got downright sensual with yourself, where you spent time exploring your own body with your hands, with your eyes, rubbing lotion across, but not rubbing lotion just to a purpose that's of a practical nature, but with a purpose to stroke yourself, to feel your skin, to, to demonstrate an attraction and an affection for the body that you're living in. When was the last time you did that? And it's not like I'm any better. I'm probably worse. I don't think of it very often. And it's times like tonight when I go, and why don't I? I mean, this is something that I have been working on, to be fair with myself. And it's something I've been working 
on exploring deeper and longer of making those specific connections. And I think it's the more I do that, the more I realize how far it is, how remote has been this tendency, like how detached, I guess I could say, from my body I tend to be where it's just this practical machine where even orgasms are simply this, like, yeah, it's a great feeling. So, so let's have a little quick fantasy. Let's get out the vibrator. Let's get there and get it done. As opposed to a nice playing with yourself session while you're in the shower or maybe after the shower and you've set up, when was the last time that you set up your bedroom in that kind of romantic way, you know, candles, scents, doing up the bed nice or putting, if you've got a fur blanket down or put that on it, to lie on it, to have all that sensual bliss. When was the last time you did that? Especially when was the last time you did it for your body? When was the last time your body felt that? When did you last glory in the fact that your body feels and that it's a sexual, sensual creature? Yeah. Wouldn't it be glorious to do that more often? That's what I'm thinking. Absolutely fucking glorious to do that more often. (sighs) To make it perhaps a sexual relationship that's not just about hard, fast, and heavy, and hot against the wall, but also slow, and dreamy, and drawn out, and and pushed to the edge, and drawn back, and pushed again, and drawn back, and pushed again, until you can't resist yourself. How about that? Maybe having that kind of long almost romantic relationship with your body. In fact, why not be romantic with your body? Why not love it? Why not take it beyond a sexual relationship into a loving relationship? What would that look like? When was the last time that you treated your body to something really glorious because you loved it? For no other reason than it's your body and it does absolutely everything that you ask of it every single day. Sure, I know I also have pain and I have moments and it won't do what I say and I get so tired and so cranky and it hurts and when it goes on for a long time you just want to wail and break down and and eventually your body's going to break down. So it's a lie. It's a lie to say that it always does what you want. But but it always wants to do it. It's not like it's going, yeah, fuck, no. You know what? I, I got somebody better over here on this side. You can, you can go have fun on your own. It's not, it's not like that. It just wants to be loved. It wants to love you. It wants to do what you ask. It wants to try. So that was my kind of interesting, long, sort of drawn out thoughts about sex and love and bodies, and the relationships we have with them, and wouldn't it be, mm, wouldn't it be good to have a specific relationship with your body, to, to work on it, like you do with any other relationship, to sit down and listen to it and go, so, how was your day? When was the last time you did that either? Oh, I'm mean, right now sitting here going, when was the last time I did that? Well, I sort of did, and, and that's going to be part two of this episode. Um, 
I sort of have done that. And it's, it's a good thing. Don't you think? To sit down and go, so body, what kind of day did you have? Instead of, we, we focus on the bad days and we focus on the pain and we don't stop and go, was this a good day? Oh my God, this was a fucking awesome day. My body feels great. Most of the time, if the body's quiet, we it's like we kind of ignore it and go, you know, the casual thank you for, for not giving us any trouble. It's like, um, <laughs> we treat it like any other machine that as long as it keeps working, we're good. We don't really care about it. Fridge. It's a good fridge. I appreciate my fridge. Actually, I have an apartment-sized fridge and it's so fucking frustrating because there's no room. <laughs> but it does its job. And that's that's what I want. And so I don't really think about my fridge. I don't give my fridge any extra care and attention at any point. You know, I would just get cranky with it if it stopped doing what I wanted it to do. And then I get all pissy and be like, why the fuck aren't you doing what I want you to do? And it might go on a certain level, dude, you were supposed to like vacuum up the back of me. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Or it might not. And yes, I know it's an inert piece of metal, plastic and chemicals, but bear with me. We treat our bodies, these amazing living hosts to our spirit and our soul as machines. And they're not. They are part of the glory that is us. We will not exist precisely as we do in any other life, in any other moment than we do right here and right now and in that body that you're sitting in or you're standing in or you're jogging in or you're cleaning dishes in or you're masturbating in. For all I know, you think my voice is the sexiest thing since... Uh, I was going to say Sean Connery. Sorry, I'm a girl. I go to the boy sexy. Uh, but yeah, maybe you're masturbating. Go for it if you are. You know what? I won't take it. I won't take it as an insult. I'll take it as a strange sort of compliment. So long as you don't stalk me. You stalk me, then you're just fucking weird and messed in the head. And uh, that's not okay, dude. But if listening to my voice somehow gets somebody off, more power to you. Right, bodies and relationships and how we connect with them and how you are doing something right now as you're listening to me. And when we, until I started talking about this, when was the last time you really thought about what your body was doing? Do you, do you feel what you, where you're connected with the earth? Because I'm pretty sure you're probably not free-floating in the air right now. So in some manner, some part of you is connected to something physical. And when was the last time you felt that or noticed that if you're sitting, you know, do you feel the pressure of the chair into your ass? Feel it supporting you? Do you feel something against your back that's lifting you up? Is it under your feet? Are you moving in it? There's a rhythmic connection between you and the ground. Do you feel the air? Is your skin bare? Is your skin tasting in its own unique way? the air currents around you or is your skin covered and you're bundled up and what you're feeling is glorious warmth except maybe on your nose which is sticking out it's freezing cold outside I don't know but you're feeling something yeah you are and and even if 
if you've lost limbs, you've been paralyzed, you have sensation cut off, I'm pretty sure that if you're hearing this, that means you've got some sensation somewhere. Something. Feel it. Love it. Live it. Mm, be with it. Because that sensation, that experience is your connection to living, to the glory, the wonder, the power, the joy, the frenetic, calming, gloriousness that is life, that is us connected here and now. It is, it is creation constantly unwinding from the moment of our birth into the moment of our death. We are existence and we are existence through the physicality of our bodies. They are our glorious ships carrying us through the world. And if we want to keep it carrying us through the world, we damn well better look after it. And if you want to experience the world, well, you know what? You got to go through the body because the body's the one that's got all those instruments that can actually tell you what's going on. So be in it, love it, feel it connected. Know that that's your skin. That's your muscles. Those are your bones, those are your blood, your nerves, your organs. It's you. And, and it's the support to you. And it's both the separate and the connected and the oneness and the duality at the same time. It's all of it. And when you hold both of it, ah, there is a mystery for you. Mm, gotta love a good mystery. On that, I think it's time for a break, and I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit. We're just going to have, uh, well, actually, we're probably going to have two segments. So, okay, we're going to finish off the podcast, because I was going to do a song in the middle, but I think I'm only doing two segments today. So we're going to finish off the podcast with a song from Betsy Tinney's new release, Release the Cello, which just came out. I just downloaded it. I've just been drinking in the music. In fact, this weekend, oh my God, tragedy of tragedies. <laughs> okay, side rant. You can skip ahead to the segment break if uh, you don't want to hear my little rant. It's a little personal rant, but I hope that many of you have heard of Betsy Tinney. She is a cello player and she is glorious. She's part of Trixie Pick Tricky Pixie with S.J. Tucker and Alexander, I think is his name. I can't remember his other name. She plays with S.J. Tucker a lot. I've seen her in concert here, up here, more than once. And she is this diminutive glory of, oh God, I don't know. It's just the what comes pouring out of her cello is stunning. And... And she's just, the cello's bigger than her. It's crazy. And she released her, her new, her album, her, her brand new album, her first album. And, and it's happened. And I am so amazed and so proud of these amazing magicians we have in our community and of her for doing it and overcoming her own trepidations or whatever it was, because I know it was an overcoming and she did it and it's wonderful. And she's having her release party tonight. And I found out tonight that a friend of mine was going and a week ago he'd emailed me and he offered to take me. I could be listening to Betsy, Betty, Betsy Tinney right now, right now. I could be there and she could be playing live in front of me and and I could be having a glorious weekend with an amazing friend and having music music bliss okay if music can be porn without being porn music 
Oh my God. Cause you know, we talk about food porn, this music porn, it would just be like in your bone, in your soul. Oh, and, and I read that email today. Yep. I did. I read it and went, well, fuck me. Now I may accept the fact that my body's in no condition to go traipsing down to Seattle for the weekend and that I wouldn't have gotten the 11 and a half hours of sleep I did last night and the probably 12 to 13 I'll get tonight that I need in order to fucking heal. But that all being said, I could be listening to Betsy Timmy right now. So on that particularly tragic note, I'm going to take a segment break and at the end of this podcast there will be a lovely, lovely song from her album because there has to be because there needs to be some Betsy Timmy episode 38 of pennies in the well is brought to you by the tarot card the hanged man and the runestone the weird stone Welcome to Mission Magical. So, I'm going to tell you about a little bit of little something I've been doing lately, well, since the New Year's, and invite you to join me in my little process. Why? Because it's actually doing some pretty fucking good for me, so I thought I would share with you, and uh, you can, as always, decide for yourself, and then see if this is something that you think would be an interesting part of your practice. So, yeah, it's New Year's, and, well like the 11th I think now and this year no resolution aside from I need to really get better with my Pilates paperwork so I'm gonna do that uh no grandiose plans to cook every month or go to a show every month or something like that that's gonna have to wait till next year instead I've just been kind of embracing the new me I have a I have a new name I did tell you that right legally changed my name this year uh not to Saturn uh I legally changed the name I have never told you and probably never will and uh, to something that I'll probably never tell you or haven't told you and probably never will. So it's it's a whole new me. And I'm sorry, I'm stuck for a moment on the whether I need to explain why it is that I would probably never tell you my legal name and I hopefully, hopefully that doesn't actually require explanation. Um, though if you want, it's pretty much of the land of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old man. I'm in my forties and I remember the days when you didn't really come out. Um, but mostly I, I might've been tempted to go that route, uh, except that now I'm doing a home-based business and I would really not like to run the risk of losing a client just because they don't care for my spirituality. And the Pilates that I teach, it's not about my, my witchiness, so they don't need to really see it or know it. I don't avoid being who I am, but I don't need to thrust it up anybody's nose. Um, and so I just, I keep it, my world separate. 
That's all. It's it's a uh, honestly, I don't tell my Pilates clients that I have snakes in the house. And some people wouldn't be able to handle snakes either. And it, no harm, no foul. They don't care. It's not what they're getting from me. My religion and my taste in pets really shouldn't affect what I'm like as a Pilates instructor. So I keep it separate. And so I use uh, I use my magical name out in the great pagan public because because it uh, well makes it easier to have a business that makes good money for me. Anyway, that's my take on it. That's why I do it because I'm cautious and protective and I remember the days when being out was a scary thing and so even though I'm very publicly out in all aspects of my life, I still keep the you have to know me to know it. You don't just get to know it because you looked up my name on the internet. I guess that's kind of where I like to keep it. Keep the prejudging down. Alrighto, that was a definite digression. Coming back to the topic at hand, which is uh, that my world's been changing. So this is my first year, well, be my first full calendar year. Uh, and also it's my first Wiccan year as the new me. But I, I'm very much struck by the new year on certain levels. I, I'm not a big proponent of New Year's um, in the go out party, celebrate, blah, blah, blah sense. You know, really couldn't care. I, I usually make it to midnight. There's no guarantee. Uh, I often hang out with my close friends who are like me. They're even more so of the, eh, you know what? I have like my Chinese New Year. There's the Thalamic New Year. There's the Wiccan New Year. Seriously, there's more than enough New Year's in the year that this particular New Year's who cares whatever they actually they were over this year and they left at like uh 11 so that uh to avoid the traffic because they figured fewer people would be on the road close to midnight so that they wouldn't be caught in their car at the moment of midnight so that was their plan on driving so i had to stay up like 20 25 minutes on my own which you've no idea how hard that was that particular time uh so that i could actually i was so close to new year's damn it i was gonna see it Anyway, they really don't care. I, on the other hand, I, I like to use the New Year's. I really feel the energy in the world. Like Christmas, New Year's is a secular event that generates a freakish amount of energy. It's glorious. Man, use that shit. You know, this is a whole lot of people who are focused on the shifting from one modality to another, from a previous, ex previous existence to a new existence. Fucking use that. Hell yeah. Damn straight. We also see so much of it in the practicality. The switching over the calendars, right? Um, for our coven, we do our planning right at the beginning of the year for the whole year. It's part of our, our being organized shit. Uh, it helps us to not miss dates and to, to keep together and not have to work at finding the time. The time's already built in. It's just a matter of working to actually work right? But anyway, we have calendars. We switch them over. You know, it happens. There's this, this shift at work. I work at a university and we're closed from Christmas to New Year's. So there's this distinct, again, transition from one part of the year to the, from one old year to the next year. In the days of checkbooks, you had to make sure you wrote the 2014. Your taxes are typically on the calendar year. There's a lot of mundane shit that is tied into the shifting from one date to the next. So why not use that? You know, 
I we we deride the whole New Year's resolution thing. And I think we tear it down because of all the times that it's failed us in the past. Though I do think that there's something to be said for us. There's two aspects to that. One is setting yourself up for failure if you pick something that is really going to be out of the reach of where you are in, in, at that time, right? If you're going to do something that is a massive stretch from where you are, well, it's a massive stretch. And unless you've got the willpower of, I uh, don't have a good example in my head. I'm sorry. So pick a good example of somebody who has great willpower and are you that person or are you like, you know, Joe Blow who's sitting there going, fuck, I want to do it, but there's reasons why I haven't gotten around to it yet. And so if it's a big stretch, it's hard to do. That's all I'm trying to get there. If it's not a big stretch, well, then it's usually a lot easier to do. But I think what happens is it's something that we didn't want to do. Uh, and so it kind of fades out. We, we don't actually deal with why we haven't been dealing, doing it before or it's a big stretch or you know what? Shit happens and we may have had the best of intentions and then something changes in life. We're not able to follow through on that New Year's resolution. Well, why the fuck should we feel bad? Shouldn't we feel good that we tried? Shouldn't it be a, a nice thing that we made the effort and that maybe it was for three days, maybe it was for two weeks, or maybe, holy fuck, that New Year's resolution still lasted so long. It's your, your new way of life and you've been doing it for five years. Any of those are surely worthy of some form of recognition that you tried, that you did. And maybe you didn't do for the whole time that you intended, but you did. You moved, you, you, you acted, you, whatever it was that you embraced, you embraced it for a little bit. So I'm, I'm all for the doing of New Year's resolutions. I'm all for using that surge of energy to our advantage and doing it and Embracing that is another piece of a spell puzzle to get ourselves up and doing what it is that we want to do. So I rode the energy this year in a different way. I didn't do it as a New Year's resolution of I'm going to do this because I like picking the ones I know I'm going to succeed at with minimal effort, like going to see a live show every month. Yeah, that took some effort periodically, but that was a resolution I took joy in fulfilling. And that's what they should be at in some levels. You know, you got to take some kind of great satisfaction. But instead, what I've done is I, I took up a new practice. So I didn't make it a New Year's resolution. I didn't make it a requirement. I didn't say, this is what I'm going to do for the next year. I just started trying something out. And it's something that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to put any weight on it. It's almost like... I'm afraid that it would disappear on me if I put any weight on it and that I, I want to come closer to me and I, I'm, I'm seducing it in, I'm luring it in to come in and what it is, is reflection. Summed up in a word, that's what I'm talking about. So what I've been doing, and it encapsulates so much more, you'll see when I get there, because the act of reflection is what I'm talking about uh, kind of as the purpose, but the results are so much broader than that. So at the end of the day, at some point, I, I love baths. So I tend to take a bath at the end of the day. So either when I'm in the bath or when I crawl into bed at night and the cats are settled on me and I can't breathe. I, in one of those places at some point when I'm calm and I'm at rest and I'm relaxing, 
I think about the day. And I start in the morning and I kind of cheerfully, and it's really meant to be cheerful. This is not a forced thing. This is an invitation. And it's a very important component, I think, of this process, that it is an invitation to travel through my day. And all I focus on are the things I enjoyed, the things that I'm proud of, the things that I did that I'd wanted to do that I can feel good about. So I skip over things that feel bad. Now, to be fair, I haven't had a crappy, crappy ass fucking day uh, at to this point, but there's been things that have not gone according to plan. And I don't think about those at all. And maybe as I encounter experiences that are more intense, I will have perhaps other strategies for handling those moments. Like maybe I'll want to evaluate, you know, a better way to handle it or not, or, or to how to, I'd shift it in the future. But right now, no, I just skip right over them because that's not what I'm focusing on. Those things get more than enough of weight and attention throughout the day. They don't need more. What needs more in my life is reflecting on the good shit, the shit that makes me happy, the stuff that makes me happy to be me. Because I have, I have an addiction to television. Uh, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in years. It's still possible to be addicted to, to the moving screen. It is absolutely possible. All you need is DVDs or Netflix. I don't have Netflix because that would once again be too much temptation, but I still have DVDs. Breaking the habit of putting something in, quote unquote, in the background has been, I swear, I've been trying to do this for a fucking decade. And you know what? I'm finally succeeding. And and I swear it's this practice that's making it possible. So the reason I, and I don't want to watch TV because even in the background, there's two things that are going on. One, it's very easy to just kind of stop and fall into it and sit down my ass and watch. And I want it to be that when I go to sit on my ass, that it is a deliberate conscious choice to sit on my ass. But TV lures us in, man. It's, it's like a drug. And I've watched really glorious and amazing people walk into a room with a TV that's on and they turn into zombies in front of you. The eyes glaze over, the heads turn. They can sometimes stop talking mid-sentence because whatever it was caught their attention and they drift over to it like drug addicts and they sit down and that's it. They're gone. Ah, they're in the TV. It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. And I maybe I was going to say maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but I don't think I am. Anyhow, um, but I do like it. I think that it's a wonderful, fun thing and it has its place. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm all for watching movies and I, I will buy my Big Bang Theory when it comes out with its next season. You fucking betcha I will. Um, but I want it to be a choice when I do that. I don't want it to be something that I fall into like a bad habit. I would rather go, I'm tired. This is why I actually have my TV in my bedroom so that if I'm so tired that all I want to do is watch TV, then that's the place to go do it because it's got the big ass fucking screen. Because if I'm watching it on my living room, it means I'm watching it on my laptop. And that's more of a sign that you just didn't want to be alone, which is the other component I use TV for. So I don't have to be alone because I live alone aside from three cats, two snakes, and a bunch of worms. It... It's, it's something I had a really hard time dealing with is the silence 
uh, even listening to music isn't the same thing. So I've been doing that, trying to, to be in the silence and being okay with it, to working on things that I love to do. I, I'm sure that there will be talk on a podcast about stones at some point because I love working with my stones and I love having this divination set. And it's so cool. And I will so tell you how the hell that works. It's glorious. Oh, word of the podcast, eh? Sorry about that. I get stuck in certain words. It's a bad habit. But there's that. There's, uh, well, I need to study for the Pilates things. So I need, I, there's work I need to do that. And I'd love to do the Pilates. But sometimes actually getting off my ass and going, even though I have a studio in my home, getting off my ass and going and using it sometimes is hard. And I fall into these other lazy habits. So, 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 so other word of the podcast, I have been sitting at the end of the day and reflecting on all the things I've done in the day that made me happy. And so going through and thinking about like tonight, today, today I got up and I, I, I managed to get up. I got to sleep. Oh, so this is how it would be like, oh yeah, I got to sleep like 11 and 11 and a half hours and I actually woke up rested and then I got to teach for three hours and I was so bouncy and I was kind of obnoxious, especially in the second <laughs> hour. Poor guy. Cause, uh, yeah, I apparently am a little sadistic. And then I got to hang out with Tyson for like an hour and we got chatting and that's always a good time. And I went for a walk out and it was a little bit rainy and I got to wear my puppy hat and there was this guy in the, who was, uh, the barbershop I walked past and he's cutting hair and he looked up at me and I'm just in a bouncy perky mood with a hat on my head that has cartoon puppies all over it just their heads and their big ears in multiple colors none of which look natural <laughs> it's really fucking demented and I love it so I'm wearing this hat and he looks at me and uh, he smiles and I grin and he winks and I just keep moving and it was it was a fun moment and then there was this guy working at Savon. Um, I went to go pick something up. And I was looking at meat and he was uh, working the meat counter and he offered to help me. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm just looking. And then I wandered back a little bit later. I'd been to buy like one thing when I went in and I've now got like five things. And some of these were rather large bags like um, uh, chips for chips and salsa because I made nachos tonight and uh, a bag of cereal and so I, I had he looks at me as I'm looking at the thing like do you need a hand I'm like I know I know I should have grabbed a basket but I didn't mean to buy this much stuff and this and the really sweet guy goes oh no no let me go grab one for you I'm like no no it's okay I'm headed out so I didn't let him but it was just I mean he was probably bored and it would have been entertaining but it was so sweet for him to just like he really meant it and and he really was going to do it and he, I think he felt a little bad that he couldn't help me out it was sweet and it made me feel good. And then I, I walked home with my, my finds and I had stopped uh, at the bakery and picked up this pecan tart, a gluten-free pecan tart for my treat tonight. And uh, so I got to to go walking outside and then I was having a crazy time with something and so I, I called up Holly to chat about it and then we got to talk for a while, also an awesome moment. And then I had my Betsy Tinny sadness of discovering that I could have been there. But you know what? To to have him offer, you know, he's my stag brother. Burn! Yeah, he's my stag brother. And it was just, it was, I feel so good 
that he asked, even though I don't get to go. And in a certain way, it's a good thing I didn't go. So that too is a positive. And then, and then what else? I got to work on Pilates. I was at it for over an hour. It felt great. I smoked pot tonight. You can probably tell for those who are really good at telling these things. Uh, not that I'm uh, not fuzzy headed in the slightest, but I do get to some very interesting talkative places sometimes. And I don't get to smoke much these days. With the adrenal fatigue, I, ha I don't drink. I don't smoke pot. I barely have sugar. I barely have chocolate. I shouldn't probably have either of those things, but <laughs> come on, <laughs> you got to live a little. No, what it comes down to is I can't let that addiction completely go. It's chocolate for Christ's sake. Yes, I can give up pot and I can give up alcohol, but <laughs> not chocolate. What does that say? Huh? I think that's entertaining, but I think it's because the effects are also much smaller. So it's a little easier to justify that the poisoning effect of the chocolate is on a lower scale. Anyhow, so I, I got to smoke a little bit and that feels good and that I built it in in a way that's not going to be harmful to me or my body because I get to sleep in tomorrow and I get to rest and relax and that is good. And I had a task that was on my list and I got it done. So I get to feel damn good about that one thing and got something out of my way. So I feel good about that. And I got to hang out and cuddle with my cats for a little bit. Started watching Red. Like, okay, you get the point. I mean, this is basically it to where I am tonight. And then I got to record a fucking podcast. So I actually... <clears throat> My little secret I didn't tell you before. I actually finished off the one that just the previous one to this one. Yeah, that last little end segment, the surprise bit at the end. Um, I've been meaning to record for about two months and uh, I did it tonight because I really wanted to, to share these thoughts that I was having with you guys. And it felt wrong to actually just close up the other one when really all it needed was about five minutes of work to finish off. So um, yeah, I finished that tonight. So that's a feel good thing too. And I got to record a new podcast episode. I got to hang out with my snake earlier today. One of them, the other one's going to come out later. I'm going to make some tea after this is done and have tea with my, my, my witches. Uh, that's actually a spiritual spell thing I got going on and I'm not going to explain it farther right now. Just take it as a really funky, cool thing involving actual tea, actual teacups and, uh, witch puppets. Hmm. Well, that's right. I'm having a witch tea party with my witch puppets. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. That's an example. And I have done that every night, potentially this year. I, I don't care because this isn't about a New Year's resolution thing. This is about a way of living that I do this and I feel good, right? Because what I'm doing is going reflecting on all the things that made me happy for the day and making myself realize that there was a lot of fucking things to make me feel happy today. And, and dwelling on the good. This is what they talk about. Yeah, this is, I think, what they mean when they say dwell on the good because you get to actually remember it. How often do you do something you love and then not think about in the moment you adore it. But when do you stop and think back on it and go and re-savor that moment? I mean, I do that with sex when I've had like really great sex. Oh my God. I'll replay that shit over and over again for days, sometimes weeks. Cause it was that good. Oh, you know, when you, you can, you can like replay it in your head and get that same kind of feeling. Oh yeah. Hell Yeah. And sometimes with like, like concerts or other large events, I'll do that to have that experience, to, to relive the experience. 
we do this with the big things and we take pictures to remind us when we're on vacation so that when we get back, we can look at the pictures and, and relive those moments. Why don't we do it with the little things? Why don't we do it with these, these day-to-day little joys that make us so happy? Why not? One of the things that make you proud. I did my paperwork today. That that sort of New Year's resolution I had, I did it. I taught for three hours and then I made my notes afterwards. And I, I didn't leave any piece of it dangling. And I'm be, I'm doing the things that I'm proud to do. And then at the end of the day, I look back and go, yeah, I'm proud I did that. I'm happy I did that. And then the next day when I have that moment, that moment of choice between whether I'm going to do it or whether I'm not going to do it, I think... I can't prove it, but I think that I, I tipple on over into the doing it because I know that later, later that same night, I'm going to be lying down somewhere and thinking back and going, yeah, yeah, I did what I really wanted to do. And sometimes that really want is, you know what? I'm going to lie down and I'm going to watch a movie for two hours. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking be lazy or I'm going to spend this entire day reading a novel. Like, is it's about making the choice and being proud of the choice. I, I don't know. It all ties in together, but it is a beautiful thing. So that that's the mission magical. That's my invitation to you is to take a minute or five or whatever it is towards the end of your day. Or maybe for you, it's the very first thing in the morning. Cause sometimes I like to reflect on the day before, even when I'm doing my day listing in my head, because it's not a chore, it's a joy. And sometimes I'll slide kind of into the previous day or maybe the previous couple of days and going, yeah, I've been doing that a lot. Isn't that good? Or, oh my God, that thing yesterday, oh, so worth remembering again today because it was that good. It was that fun to do. So that's my invitation to you is to spend the time in the evening or the morning, but at one fixed point in your day roughly fixed, not a painful fixed, an invitation fixed to sit down or to lie down or to walk or to whatever, to take your moment and to reflect and to sift through the hours since your last sifting and, and feel good to find all the places, all the little nooks and crannies that are in the day that you can feel good about. And if it's something that you feel bad about, is there something in there that you can feel good about? Like maybe all of this sucked, but you know, I'm really glad I made it through and I didn't cry. Or I'm really proud of the way that I handled myself in that. Or I'm really proud of somebody else. Or, oh my God, you know what? It just feels fucking good that that's over. And I don't have to deal with it until tomorrow because there's always, you know, if there's always a negative side, there's always a positive side. So always look on the bright side of life. And on that note, and the fact that my adorable baby boy has just brought me his joy toy so that I can throw it for him and we can play fetch for a little bit. I'm going to take that as a sign that it is clearly the moment to close off this episode so we are going to listen to a lovely Betsy Tinney tune and the worst part is is I haven't actually figured out what the hell I'm going to play for you so I don't know is it going to be Liberty Elevant or is it 
could be oh for the love of all who gather that was really lovely or oh the hunter sounds oh there's so many choices um so uh i'm gonna put it in and then maybe i'll tell you at the very very end what what song <laughs> title it is but seriously go check out our music betsytinney.com t-i-n-n-e-y and download release the cello and embrace the glory that is betsy playing her cello because oh lordy it is wonderful and with that my dear beloved it is time for me to go blessings of the deep and wild to you blessed be
That was Gentle Storm by Betsy Tinney. I have had the privilege to see her perform that live on her last visit up. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you check out her music, Betsy Tinney, T-I-N-N-E-Y dot com. Blessed be.